Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean <laughs> All right, how you? How did you do that? Okay, how come yeah. you didn't? You didn't give me a hint before we started. Like, I know. I got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> For those listening, uh, I, I just did the. I don't know if you've been shocked or surprised in a Zoom meeting by the. Uh, reactions that are now in Facebook are not Facebook in um built into Mac into the yeah. Mac camera so if you like hold your if you do peace sign long enough or I guess it's a thumbs up peace sign is like balloon thumbs up a little thumbs up a poke poke up yeah two thumbs up you get fireworks you know all that kind of stuff so that's crazy yeah I turn them off most of the time, but I thought I'd shake it up a little bit. On this. That's with the new update to. Um, yeah, that's why you yes. had to have a three-hour download to update your computer so you could get reactions. Let's check that out. It should be if you're on your computer. It should be in the uh, the little camera above, where you, the little green camera that's off to the right of your camera light. Mm-hmm. Up in the whatever that's called up there at the top. Is this with, um, oh, it's gotta be with your computer camera, not another camera if you're using a different camera. So it doesn't integrate with eyeglasses? Nope. I don't think so. Uh, gotta, it didn't at first and I haven't checked again to see if they patched that and figured out what that is. Okay. Um, I do need to go check that cause I missed my zoom. But anyway, now that we're done with the uh, technical talk, technical <laughs> talk Tuesday, um, what are we talking about today? Today we're going to wrap up our our third part of breakthrough advertising. And that was our arbitrary splitting. There was like, yeah, know, there's not actually a part three. I don't know. No, but we just invented part three. Yeah, episode three, part three. It's all the same. We're going to be, you're going to be sharing some stuff. Um, I kind of focused a lot on the. Uh, chapter on concentration, which is um, really good about uh, if you're trying to kind of separate yourself from your competition, Yep. Um, you know, in your copy, uh, there's a way that you go about doing that without like, you know, denigrating, but then also it's all about accentuating what you have to offer, but at the same time, making your uh your audience aware that they're not going to fulfill that need elsewhere so yeah we're gonna and i'll talk about a little bit about um the section where he talks about how your copy must expand or alter one or more of three dimensions of his mental world so we'll talk about what those three dimensions are um, and how how they're different um that you have to weave into your copy and then we'll also talk about Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies. It is great. Thanks Scout again cookies. for letting me know you're eating on the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> I told you I wanted to talk about Girl Scout cookies. Why else would I want to talk about them? Well, it's too late for me to go get any food. I've got Slim Jims and chips in my office. So I've got thin mints can... here. If you look closely, like there's a little condensation from being in the freezer. Oh, man. That's you so know? good. Uh, that so, is so good. So here's the here's the deal. I was at, I went out and met a friend last night at a brewery, eight o'clock at night, 
and there were Girl Scout cookies out in front of the brewery selling cookies, which I think is a brilliant location. Um, <laughs> That's a great I mean, place the, to the be, right? I mean, be would, I'd be in front of a weed dispensary. That would be the best place you could be. Um, but a brewery is pretty good. Um, but, yeah. but I did not buy anything and I was a little disappointed with the salespersonship of, see how I slipped that in there correctly? Mm-hmm. Salespersonship. Ship. There of, you go. Um, good for you. Of the Girl Scouts. Like I just, you know, they just, they never got my attention. So, mm. so we'll talk about that. So I actually used chat GPT to come up with, uh, some, uh, better ways to ask the customer for the sale if you're a Girl Scout. So pass this along yeah. to your daughters or whoever else. <clears throat> in, uh, um, now, what time What time in the evening was this when they were? O'clock. Okay, 8 o'clock. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how long they stayed. They should have stayed till, till close to midnight. That's when yeah. people are. Well, that, that brewery <laughs> closed at 10, so they could have stayed probably a little bit longer. So. Yeah. Oh, look at this. We have a long-time fan stopping by. <laughs> Let me guess. <laughs> One of your biggest fans, Sean. Yes. Your biggest fan ever. Yes. yes. All right. So we're going to be talking about breakthrough advertising. Um, also, uh, I've got a little thing on just to highlight because we got the Super Bowl coming up next week. And I was reading that um, there's going to be a big emphasis which I don't know how this is different from other Super Bowl ads, uh, ad Sundays, but there's going to be a big emphasis on nostalgia, uh, nostalgia and celebrities going back. So That's shocking. So, so fresh and original. <laughs> I mean, I think we've been talking about nostalgia for a while now. So, yeah. uh, but it is effective. It, it is, is very effective. effective. Yep. Yeah. And so, so are celebrities. So. Yep. Like it or not. That's, just, that's right. That's how it works. So it keeps us tuned in. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So, and then we'll also talk about chili. <laughs> so. For some apparent reason. Yeah. I don't know the story behind it. Jonathan's going to talk about chili and. I'm going to share my first ever experience with um, Skyline Chili, which if you're, it's unique. If you're, if you're from Ohio, then you probably know all about Skyline Chili, but it originated in Cincinnati. Um, I've heard about it for years, but have just kind of, it's one of those things where you just kind of, you think about it and you're like, Oh, that's interesting. But what's so unique about it? So finally I was up in Cincinnati last week and, um, I had my first experience with Skyline Chili and I'm going to tell you all about that. Um, they're unique, very unique, Sean. It's not what you would think of when it comes to chili. And that may be a good thing. Excuse me while I finish my cookie. Oh, All right. Steve. Sounds good. All right. So what are you having to, we switched it up a little bit today. Um, back to the bourbons. So what are you having over there? <clears throat> so on today's episode, I would like to present, this is a Soldier Valley uh, bourbon whiskey. Okay. And this is by, I'm going to share the, uh, screen here uh soldier valley spirits um they're actually out of nebraska it looks like which is a kind of an odd location for a bourbon company um 
Soldier Valley Spirits, but they are a veteran-owned company. So I was picking up a bottle uh, this week and saw this looked interesting. It's kind of in the shape of a. Um, if you have, if you didn't notice, the bottle's kind of cool. It's in the shape of a canteen. Oh, cool! I didn't realize that. It's like oh, a yeah, glass canteen. Yeah. So uh, this one is their bourbon. Uh, they've got several. Um, several tastes to choose from they got their lee uh, lee greenwood signature bourbon whiskey hmm. um i'm having the um i'm just having their regular uh oh cool they've got a omaha omaha beach bourbon i wonder what that's what is that one down below whoa, whoa apple caramel apple whiskey an hour oof, oof. That sounds good <laughs> <laughs> yeah these these all look pretty good yeah. i'm did just having the at, uh did you get these at total wine no, this is a topside, um, topside wine and spirits. Uh, but I'm just having the, actually I am having, I'm sorry. I am having the Lee Greenwood signature bourbon whiskey. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, uh, he partnered with America's, uh, Patriots, Lee Greenwood, everybody, most, most people know who Lee Greenwood is. Um, to be an that's right. <laughs> this is actually an award winner back in 2020. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see. It's 45% um, ABV, 90 proof. So I have already poured myself. I forget the man who died. Okay. Sorry. So Did you? So I, for everybody. They used to play that when I was in uh, basic training back in the day in boot camp just to get us motivated, you know? And it worked. <laughs> Before it was Afghanistan, right? That's right. Yeah. Back then. Yep. All right. So what I've got is uh, a little pre-mixed cocktail that you sent me. Um, yeah. High West Distillery. Okay. Let me throw them up on the old screen. So this is, um, like I said, it's a pre-mixed Manhattan barrel-finished cocktail. And I was just curious, like, I was like, seems like there's a lot more of these pre-mixed stuff. So I did a quick little bit of um, searching. And this is one of the fastest growing retail sectors there is. So the mixed cocktails. RTD cocktails is what they call it. Ready to drink, right? Yep. Um, 56% increase in volume from 2020 to 2021. Some of that could have had to do with the pandemic people at home, yep. you know, not drinking bars, but it's continued to rise. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a huge market. It's, it's over 2 billion now, I think is the last, um, the last thing I saw that was more recent. So it's a $2 billion mm-hmm. industry. And what's funny is I, I read a report and the report said, this was funny to me. The report said 98% of people who buy them said they bought them for convenience but only 88% said because they like the flavor. So really? people are picking convenience over the flavor. Just because they don't want to mix? I mean, yes. how, <laughs> it's not that hard. I know, but... It's you like know, three ingredients in there. Yeah, um, you have the little cups, and I mean, yeah. Of course, you could just yeah. splash it like... You're probably more of a splash guy, not a measure guy. Yeah, that's right. Stuff. I just splash some bitters and some of the... Uh, the syrup and 
And then occasionally, I, I don't always put the orange peel in there, but occasionally I'll, if I, there's an orange available, I'll, I'll uh, waste an orange for okay. the sake uh, of a. For, yeah, the garnish. Yeah, I didn't have an orange though. So. But so in, well, that's, so that's what we're having. Nothing exciting, but it's pretty good. So cheers it up, and then we'll cheers. Move on. There we go. I'm excited about this. I don't know how this is going to uh, taste, but I am having a little natty champion out of my natty champion glass. <laughs> Wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> um, that's ninety proof, all right. <laughs> you know, I'm used to having a little ice in mine. I think that's yeah. the problem. Um, I think Rachel thinks I'm a wimp because I put ice, yeah, I and I like ice. It just it kind of I don't know. Is it? As the ice melts, it just gives it a, a it dilutes in there. Stuff like having a little bit of yeah. water releases some of the, the flavors yeah. for sure. But I'm I'm yeah. more of a neat guy unless I'm doing like the cocktail. I've got the craft ice in there, the one big cube. Mm -hmm. Of course, um, but you know, yeah, I'm more of a neat guy. So, all right, I'm going to give this a solid um, three point seven five. Okay, it's good, but I'd rather have just straight. You know, probably just have a straight bourbon. Sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe eating it with drinking it with a thin mint is probably not a good idea. <laughs> I'm sure that threw it off a little. I had to throw it off a little bit. Like a minty minty flavor with a little uh, with a old fashioned. I don't that know. Probably, that probably threw it off a little bit. It's not a fair rating. Yeah. I'm going to give this one a for a bourbon. I think it's it's really good. Um, it's uh, like I said, I don't, I don't have my ice cubes in, but, uh, or my ice cube in my big round ball of ice, but, uh, I'll give this one a four, I'll get it a four, six, nice, nice. four, six. I have to go check that out. Yeah. Plus you're, it's a veteran owned company. So I'm going to have right. to yeah. check it out, support them. Uh, all right. Like so you said, on that, uh, yeah. that caramel apple or whatever. That looks sounds pretty good. Pretty, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go check that out. All right, for those people that have been hitting the skip button and looking for the 30 seconds where we're actually talking about stuff that you want to hear, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome to the rest of you. Thanks for joining us. Yes, uh, thanks for the long suffering people. Now we'll talk about chili and <laughs> Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> but there are marketing lessons in the uh, absolutely in these. So yeah, let's talk about the Girl Scout. You want to do the book first? Do you want to do the how do you want to do it, Jonathan? We're not um, ask our viewers. I mean, no. that's the one viewer watching wants to comment. Oh, we were at three. We were at four actually earlier. Yeah, we um, well, I I want to uh, let's just get into the book, and then we should we can pull some. We can kind of go back and forth. Maybe pull maybe pull, you know, kind of relate some things from the book in with. No, that's too complicated. <laughs> I did not think that through. <laughs> All right, well, I'll start. So I'm, okay. I'm going to look at chapter six. Um, okay. So it says, inside your prospect's mind, what makes people read, want, and believe, right? So we've up to this point in the book, he's talked about headlines. He's talked about market research, you know, stages of market, stages of 
sophistication of the market, all kinds of things. So now you've got your headline, you got their attention. Now mm-hmm. the body copy begins. And that's yep. where he, we're kind of transitioning into this part of the book. And one of the things he says here, he says, from that moment on, after your par- after your uh, headline, your body copy does the selling. It does this by altering your prospect's vision of reality. I like that. It creates a new world for your prospect, a world in which your product emerges as the fulfillment of the dominant desire that caused this man to respond to your headline. Mm. Or woman. Um says to create this world, your copy must expand or alter one of more one or more of the three dimensions of his already existing mental world. So what is his mental world made up of? Those are the three things. Um, so number one is desire for the product. They got to know how. So the desires, the way he's describing them, this is not just like a general desire that you want something. The way he talks about desires in the book is that these are physical, material, sensual. So stuff you desire can be heard, felt, touched, smelled, things like that. So that's the way he's using the word desire. Um, So he'll say, you know, like they're physical, such as the desire to be thin or strong or healthy or free from acne, corns, bad breath, or what have you. They are material desires, such as the desire to possess money or a big car or a beautiful dress. They are sensual, such a thirst for the cold glass of beer or the need for a tired body to stretch out on a soft bed. Mm-hmm. He said you cannot create them, diminish them, or battle them, but you can expand them, sharpen them, channel them, and give them a goal, which is your product. So the first thing you have to do in your copy or not the first, but one of the three things that you have to do in your copy is you have to, you have to channel those desires of the things they want and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then he moves into a different thing. It's called identifications. And I think this is one that a lot of people miss Jonathan. And we've talked about this on other episodes with even some of our guests and things like that, but I think still missed a lot. Um, Identifications is the roles your prospect wants to play in life. Mm. So this is, um, she, so for instance, let's say a golfer, a golfer, you know, they may have a desire to play better golf, but they also want to be seen as a scratch golfer. They want to identify as a scratch golfer. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's slightly different, right? the desire to play scratch golf and the desire to be known as a scratch golfer, it's a little bit different. The identity is a little stronger. Yeah. Uh, if you can get them to embody that, like, Ooh, if I get this club, I could, I could call my, like when people ask me what my handicap is, like, what my handicap is. Yeah. I can, they I can, can tell they can now picture themselves as someone who says, <laughs> you know, scratch yeah. golf. Right. Right. Um, so that kind of stuff, you know, or, I was talking to a, a potential coaching client last night and she's had this idea in her head for a book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why do you want that? She's like, I just, I just want to be a writer and she wants to be known as a writer. Sure. She's having trouble sitting down writing. But, <laughs> and, and I feel the same the, way. Like the you know, idea, the, the yeah. idea of being like an published <clears throat> right. author is just so cool. Right. There's an, there's yeah. a whole identity there. Yeah. And there's markets and there's products and courses and, Mm-hmm. you know, gurus that right. 
sell to that identity, people who want to be an author but aren't yet. Mm -hmm. So it's a very yep. strong um, part of your copy, and you have to weave it in with the desires. And then the final thing, and we're not, you know, you can go as deep as you want on this stuff, but the final thing is beliefs. And these yeah. are the opinions, attitudes, prejudice, fragments of knowledge, and conceptions of reality that your prospect lives by. The way he accepts or rejects facts, the ideas, and values which give him comfort and which he believes are permanent and true. So these are things that they live and die by, right? Yeah. So what you have to do, like you can't just go in there and just try to change it, right? So you have to start with kind of where they are and then ramp up and make logic change. That's like, well, if this is true and this is true, then this is the next step. Right. What, Follow their line of thinking. Right. And it's got to be their logic, not yours. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have to, Clayton Makepeace was world-class at this when he wrote in the financial and health markets, especially the financial. Um, he would, he really knew those beliefs and what got those people angry that, you know, the ideal subscriber yeah. and he was able to really meet them where they were. And then he could just add on these little facts and they would just kind of follow him because he had already established four five, six beliefs before he started dropping in new ones. Right. Yeah. And they're like, well, if this guy agrees with all this stuff mm -hmm. and now he's saying this, that must be true too. Right. Yeah. Um, cause he thinks like us, right? Yeah. And that's exactly <laughs> where you want it. This goes back, Jonathan, I think to like the movie inception, right? It's where you're trying to plant an idea in their head, but they need to think of it as their own idea. That's right. They need to believe yeah. it's their idea. So you're, you're yep. working with what they had. If you go back and watch that movie as a marketing movie, mm -hmm. like they were working with what the guy had and they had to go into his mind to see what his like core beliefs were and his core childhood memories and all this stuff. And then they dropped their suggestion into it, which is, mm -hmm. you know, wanting the combination, having, giving the combination to, um, the team. Um, so yeah, it's, that's basically what you're trying to do in, in marketing. Yeah. So if you need yeah. I mean, it's, <clears throat> you're fighting an uphill battle if you're trying to work against their belief system. Yeah. You've got to know their belief system and you've got to work within that framework or you're ingrained. just, yeah, you know, if you're you, fighting to lose. And if too early you, you slip up and say something that's counter to what they believe. Right. The whole thing's dead. You just lost it's dead. Them. They'll stop. Yeah, absolutely. You completely lost them. It's low, like going back to the golf analogy. There's certain golfers at a certain level that if you slip up and, you know, you start, if you start talking to the, the novice golfer in the same way that you talk to the advanced golfer in the process of writing copy or sales, you're going to lose because they're not on the same level. Right. Yeah, and the reverse is true too. If I, if I tell a scratch golfer, I can take 20 strokes off the game. Yeah. They're not going to believe you. Right. Cause they know. Right. Cause there's point, like, it's, it's a lot. More, they've done. Exactly. Right? Exactly. If, there's not I'm much, there's not many strokes left. That if there's a scratch yeah. golfer, there's not many strokes left. Right. So, so if I'm shooting 120. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe there's a little hack or a couple of things I could do different that mm -hmm. I can get down to a hundred like that. That's yeah. much more believable in that worldview. Right. Um, you know, is there now, if that person played golf for 30 years and was always hitting 120 and had tried programs mm -hmm. and had tried clubs and still couldn't get there, right. they're not going to believe that yeah. their belief system is now 
Golf is hard. Regular mm-hmm. amateur cannot get below a hundred. Right. You got to play six times a week to get to, you know, to be that good. Yeah. Right. They have this whole worldview that they've created around the fact that they can't play golf. Right. Cause it's not their fault. No. <laughs> it's it's never their time, fault. The course is tough. Yeah. You drive, like whatever, you know? Yeah. And you know, the municipal courses, they rush you like whatever. Yeah. You know, they've right. got their own worldview. So you really have to understand where they're at and play into those beliefs and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So that's that's chapter six. And then we're going to jump about five chapters. Yep. And Jonathan, you, you wanted to talk about chapter 12, concentration. Yeah, concentration. So this gets into the, um, the sub-headline. Is, it talks about how to destroy the alternate ways for your prospect to satisfy their desire. So this doesn't necessarily mean uh, it's not just an alternate product. You know, it's not like your competitions that's selling the same thing. Mm -hmm. This is an alternate path, right? So, you know, a person that, um, you know, you know, there's a, there's a number of ways to lose weight. Right. Uh, So if I'm selling a, you know, some revolutionary weight loss drug, um, my, my job as a marketer is to destroy all the other avenues of getting them to where they need to be. And yeah, that's Dan, Dan weight loss surgery on this. He, yeah. Um, he says, let's say you have to, um, make sure that you, they'll choose you over anyone else and no one else or something like that. That's right. Or yeah. Including yeah. Doing nothing at all. Why would, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, why would I, Let's see. Why would I do business with you over anyone else, including the option of nothing at all or something, something, something to like that, that effect? Yeah. So I think that's the other one. So going back to the golf analogy, tell me if this is right. Um, if I'm trying to sell you a driver, mm-hmm. I'm not just competing against other drivers. Right. I'm also competing against lessons for maybe Absolutely. my current driver. Or maybe, right. I'm, maybe there's a, a skill trinket, you know, tool. Yeah that helps me use my current yeah. driver better. Another tool, <laughs> another, um, maybe another a, tool out of a thousand yeah. out there that or maybe it's a different golf ball. Right. right. Yeah. It's not your driver. It's your golf ball. Yeah. You know, yeah. You need, you need a, um, a, a tighter, uh, a tighter wound, uh, golf ball with the latest technology that's going to yeah. give you another 20 so yards distance. So if you were in the supplement space, right, you're, you're not only going against other supplements, you're going against right. doctors, you're going against fasting, you're going against mm-hmm. like all kinds of stuff. So it's not, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's important to, to, to say that it's not just your direct competitors that make sense. Right. Right. And then of course there's always the option to do nothing at all. Which yeah. a lot of people do. And you, and you, and that's a fighting, that's competition too, that you've got to fight against because you know, doing nothing at all is your, is also your, your, it's a competitor because they need to know the, how uncomfortable it will be or continue to be if you don't do anything, if you leave it, you know? So, um, you know, going back to the golf example, you see if you've, you know, the, some of the best marketers or some of the thing, you know, some of the videos that you see or, or promotions that you see in the world of, uh, golf improvement, you know, to your point, Sean, they say, you know, I can always picture the video that says, 
no, you don't need another golf club or you don't need a special tool, you know, and these are the guys that are selling the, the info marketing, the information marketing on lessons. And there's always one little thing that you're doing wrong that will, uh, it's not complicated. There's always one little thing that you just don't know about. It doesn't require lessons. It doesn't require you to change your whole approach. It's just one little thing. Right. You know, and you don't need a ton of club, you, you know, you don't need to, to get new clubs and you don't need any special tools that people out there are trying to sell you, you know, those people out there in the industry. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so they do, I see some really good advertising that you use this approach of concentration, focusing you on the one thing that you need. And also at the same time, they do a, a wonderful job of saying, you don't need this. You don't need this. You've been told it, but you don't need this. And usually they say, you know, if it's a good video that's done, why they say people, you know, they, they show you a bag of tool, you know, all of these uh, golf improvement tools that you've bought over the years that are just sitting in the um, garage collecting yeah. dust and big old cardboard yeah. box in the garage full of stuff. Yep. <laughs> so they, 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 they do a good job of picturing that or, or showcasing all the wasted money. And, uh, you know, especially and, if it's an infomercial, cause that part will be black and white. Yeah, exactly. Be in his dusty, dirty garage. And he's right. All frustrated. <laughs> and the music will change. It'll go full color. Right. Right. And he's yeah. Drinking a beer with his buddy. <laughs> um, here's an example they talk about in this chapter. Um, uh, <laughs> one that you bring up that is, is a little more unpleasant, but shrink hemorrhoids without surgery. Right. I mean, like that, that headline captivates the whole essence of what this is talking about. It's like, um, you know, you don't need surgery. Uh, right. And you could apply this to just about any, you know, medical condition, mm -hmm. um, do this without surgery. Everybody fears surgery. No one wants to go under the knife. You know, it's like, that scares the hell out of people. So, uh, what you want to do is, is that's a great way without having to think about this or without this. I mean, you could substitute without surgery for, you know, without, um, you know, drugs that, you know, nowadays, you know, it's like, <clears throat> you know, you want to avoid all these drugs that if you can, so right. do this naturally without, you know, drugs that can, screw you up or whatever. Yeah. That could be a time frame, you know, without waiting days for relief. Yep. Could be another thing you could say there. Um, you know, so yeah, it could be all kinds of things. Right. So the key is always to, like I said, don't, don't think of your, don't think of concentration in, in the sense of just the competitive, same thing that you're offering. Think of it in terms of uh, any other choice that your competition may or that your customer may be able to or your prospect may be able to choose over going this route. So, yeah. And if you think, if you haven't figured that out, what those things are, you're missing yeah. a huge opportunity in <laughs> exactly. and, you're, and you're deluding yourself. Right. If you think they're just choosing other people's product that are similar to yours. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's the easy, that's probably the easiest thing to do is, you know, mm -hmm. a way to differentiate your product from other people. I mean, just a right. good label design can do that. Absolutely. Branding, you know, but if you yeah. really want to capture market, you got to get into all the, so let's, you know, let's say on any given product, you know, 
buy a product, mm-hmm. one to three percent, that means ninety-seven percent of your prospects are doing something other than buying a similar product, right? Right. They're either not doing anything at all. They're choosing a different method, something. So there's a lot of room for market share if you do a really good job of of leading and making sure they understand why your uh, yours is the best option. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I got to drop, drop in this skyline chili now. Okay. It just as a, um, a way to kind of pattern interruption here. <laughs> There's, there might be some tie in. <laughs> so I had my first taste of skyline chili last week up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Didn't have a clue as to what this was. This is a great never, example of. Yeah, I've never heard of skyline chili. Never heard of it, really. Do you know they're the primary sponsor of the Cincinnati Bengals now? They're like the... Never heard of it. (laughs) Gosh, Sean. Well, you would be insulted uh, if you had this. Being from Texas, do you eat any Texas chili? Yeah, although I got to admit, I'm I'm not like full-grown, born-and-raised Texan, so... I'm well, okay know, with beans in my chili. You've adopted, yeah, right. Like in Texas, what is your what is your traditional go to chili? I think we buy Wolf Chili. It's a brand. Um, okay, but I mean, how do you? How have you always had it with the like the the beef, the beans, the you know yep. what what else goes the in there sauce, for you? Whatever, like yeah, some, maybe a little bit of peppers and things like that. Pretty yeah, you know, pretty basic stuff. I mean, this is a better question okay. for my wife than me, but. Uh, you know yeah so that's that's basically it maybe throw some crackers with it when you're when you serve it maybe a little sprinkle cheese maybe some sour cream on it depending on the the day and the temperature well well, let me describe for you what skyline chili is it's nothing that you have ever considered what you would consider chili it's a bait and switch is what you're saying (laughs) it says instead of chili Instead of instead, it says uh, instead of the what you would normally consider chili. You know, if you're from Texas or even from like we're from Georgia, we kind of know what chili looks like even mm-hmm. down south. You know, you don't have to be from Texas to understand that. Yeah. Cincinnati chili is different. It's it's they put they put uh, chili sauce over spaghetti. Or hot dogs. No, hot dogs we get. We understand. I mean, everybody's had a chili dog. Yeah, but they put it over spaghetti like the, the traditional standalone chili that they do. The Skyline way is chili over a bed of spaghetti. Picture that just yeah. spaghetti noodles. Right. And they're not even I mean, <clears throat> I mean, quite honestly, they're not like it's not like anything fancy. You know, yeah. it's just <laughs> thrown on a <laughs> like a paper plate or whatever. And uh and so the chili is also very distinct, very distinct. Instead of traditional, the way we would think of it, maybe, um, with like putting peppers and, you know, we want to spice it up a little, right? Make it a little, sometimes hot. I throw in a little hot sauce every now and then. Okay. Uh, they like it sweet. And so what they do is they put cinnamon and sometimes like nutmeg in the okay. chili. <laughs> okay. In addition to onions. Okay. 
Uh, so they like to, uh, you know, throw in some spices. This originated from the founder who was Greek. I didn't realize this. I started looking at the uh, origin of Skyline Chili. Um, it was the founder came from, he immigrated over from Greece, you know, added a lot of his, um, you know, his own, I guess what he was, he thought was the right way of doing chili, you know, cinnamon, you know, you sweeten it up, but you also throw in some onions, um, this one and has you put, that I'm showing on the screen right now, you, there's chocolate. There's an option for chocolate as well. Yes. Secret ingredient in the recipe. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce. So there, there's yeah. a picture. Yeah. There you go. I mean, in Knoxville, we have Petro's right where we put chili on top of Fritos. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. That's like, yeah, that's the, the Petro's. I, I love Petro's too. Yeah. So Petro's are great. I wish we had one here. <clears throat> um, but and and on top of that, after they put the chili on the the bed of spaghetti, the topping, the the last thing to go on, they they just almost cover it completely up with, with shredded cheese. Yeah. I, right? So check. Can't even out. see it. Yeah. So here's the here's the pictures of right. Like they all yeah. are just covered in covered. Uh, I mean, I couldn't even see. I like I couldn't even see my chili last yeah. week when I was I mean, up there. That's awesome. It was interesting. Like I'm, I'm good with cheese. Like I love cheese. So like, oh, oh I did too. Is this the one you got? Yeah, that's it. I had the the uh, four. It's the uh, number four or whatever the. Uh, you know, I think they have. They call it the no, the three way or the four way. I think it was the four way, which is the the way of doing uh, beans and onions in there. Okay. So, wow. Who knew? So very unique. Very unique. So. Kind of along the lines. Okay, how am I tying this into breakthrough? Okay, so it's concentration. Like this is a unique chili. Competition out there does it differently. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, we're doing, you know, we've got this unique way of chili, and it's. I mean, everybody that lives that's a local in in that Cincinnati or Ohio. I mean, they just rave about it. Yeah. To me, it was okay, but it's amazing how. A brand like this has achieved such recognition around that area. I mean, you haven't heard of it. You've never had it. I've never had it. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's like the thing to do. A little, little good marketing here and there. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost more like it's a like this to me that the way it's looking is the chili is just like one piece and then that whole dish should be called something else you know like yeah like it's it's almost like calling spaghetti which i guess spaghetti is technically the noodle but right typically you have spaghetti with meat sauce or whatever Um, yep so this is almost like just the meat sauces and you happen to be putting it over spaghetti but i guess skyline chili is all three of those pieces plus however you want to see yeah yeah that's interesting and you got the coney, you know, the coney dog that comes. You can get a coney dog with it, which I did. Okay. Uh, and what's cool about it, they have a really cool, like, if you're new, is that the first time ever you've had Skyline Chili? Mm-hmm. They give you, like, the welcome. Like, if they if they know that this is your first time ever, yeah. which I mentioned it to the waitress. And by the way, if you go inside of a, a Skyline, it's not like a fast food place. You You actually sit down and you order and they bring it to you. Right. You sit down at the table and they bring it to you. If they know it's your first time, what they do is they come up and they bring you a, a, a welcome aboard packet. <laughs> so like a bag of, 
because uh, uh, you know part of the thing that goes into your um, your chili is they put they give you a little those little bags of the oyster crackers the yeah. oyster soup crackers okay. so yeah. they give you a welcome bag with the soup crackers well, where are you and to put those uh, if it's over the top of pasta? <laughs> I don't I think you just eat them alongside of it. See, I guess this is I mean. why Ohio State can't win a national championship. <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing. They, they don't know. I was like, man, this is the oddest thing that I've ever. But I mean, I appreciate it. But it's the oddest thing I've ever seen. It's like, oh, wow, that's weird. Well, now I know what um, I have to order that. Just give me shrimp and grits. Let's go to Charleston and get some shrimp and grits. There you go. There you go. By the way, I had an idea today. I was going to post this on Facebook and I forgot. So I'll just use okay. it as content for the show here. All right. So I was, we went to a birthday party last week. There was a pinata, there was candy and there was a whole bunch mm-hmm. of like fun size candy, you know, the Halloween size candy. Right. Right. We brought some home and I was, I was eating some of it today and it occurred to me, it was particular, it was in, it was the fun size Twix bars. So they're like, you know, Oh yeah. Like less than the size of your thumb. They're like tiny. Mm-hmm. And, so I'm opening this. So I pick four of them because I'm like, well, that's not even like half a regular Twix bar, you know. So I'm opening these up, and I realize that fun size candy is the equivalent of peeling shrimp. Like it's a lot of hassle for what you get, but you can't stop yeah. doing it. Yeah. Because you just yeah. want to keep eating. Right. So that's my weird metaphor for the day, or not metaphor, but comparison. <laughs> fun size candy is like eating you know, boiled shrimp where you have to peel it. Yeah. I mean, it, I can see that it, it is kind of annoying, Yeah, you know, but it's so good. Like it's good enough that you're going to keep dealing with the annoying yep. of having to open the wrapper, peel the shrimp. Yep. yep. You know? It's like, Oh, that's so good. And then you're like, Oh crap. I got to peel another one. Gotta open yep. one. Yeah. Like the little mini, those tiny little mini uh, Reese's, right? I mean, yeah, the, the worst are like the three musketeers. Like, just like <clears> those. Yeah. Half air anyway. <laughs> All right. So what was the next? Did you finish that chapter? You want to go with one more? Yeah, that's 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 um, that chapter um, on concentration. And then lastly um, is this the. This was just for our Southern and Hunter type conviction. crowds, right? Yeah. Right. Northeast. Well, I guess there's a lot of hunters all over the country. Sorry. That's right. Yep. A lot of hunters up north. Oh, absolutely. Because this is about camouflage. Camouflage. Um, how Why would to I want to uh, camouflage something? <laughs> I don't know about the camouflage. Um, well, how we, how we? I don't know how we would tie that. But borrowing conviction for your copy. Um, so, what is conviction? It's basically delivering. It's delivering the proof within your copy. Do I have that right? Mm-hmm. Giving them proof. Borrowing believability from all the places in our society where it is stored up. Yeah. So I call this third-party proof, mm-hmm. um, where I use other people's words to sell my products. Yeah. Or a celeb. Cele- I think I think this is where celebrity is used, right? Where yes. you have a celebrity spokesperson. Yeah. You've got magnetic selling to the, to the boomers. Yeah. Selling reverse mortgages to the boomers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's you see all these old guys that uh even you know Joe Namath nowadays it's it's kind of funny seeing him selling hearing aids on uh 
on television, but that's what he does now. He's yeah selling hearing aids. It's a nice chunk of that business too. Of course, but, yeah. But it works. Days. It works time and time again. You know, you you well, it's um, nostalgia we talked about a little bit earlier, right? Right. It's yep. it's like oh, this guy was like, you know, this was a hero for a lot of men mm-hmm. in yeah. that age bracket, like. And why would you borrow somebody that old? Because, I mean, obviously it makes sense for, you're not going to believe, there's no believability in a younger celebrity that's endorsing hearing aids. Yeah, I mean, Kim Kardashian endorsing hearing aids, probably not. (laughs) You know, I don't know, it might work actually now that I think about it. They still got eyes at that age, right? Yep. So who knows? But yeah. So how do you use believability in your copy? Third, like when you can use... You're taking, you're utilizing this in your copy um, and using what other people say. Uh, so you can borrow that, as you mentioned, from celebrities, but they don't have to be, uh, they don't have to be the top high, you know, the, the top of the chain celebrities. They can be, you know, local celebrities, people that, um, they can be industry celebrities, I guess, like people that are not necessarily known uh, throughout the world, but maybe they're known in a specific industry. They're known in a specific area of expertise. Right. And then another way he talks about like why he calls this camouflage. Um, let's say I'm a conservative. I'm an old conservative Republican guy, right? Yep. Not a stretch, but Hey, you know, uh, however, I, this is not me because I don't listen to talk radio or any of that kind of stuff. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't do anything for me. But let's say someone who listens to, um, what's his name? Ben, whatever. Shapiro. Shapiro. Right? Yep. The very yep. fact that you run an ad on Ben Shapiro's show automatically carries with it the kind of the belief and the credibility of Ben Shapiro himself, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So if your audience likes Ben Shapiro and his guests and things like that, then having an ad show up, you get that halo effect. It's kind of like Dave Ramsey when he, you know, if you advertise that you're a Dave Ramsey certified real estate agent or whatever, you know, financial advisor or whatever, you get that kind of halo effect, I think is what we call it today. Um, but that's a way to camouflage. Like you're not saying, you're not saying, Hey, because you, I mean, some ads do because you like Ben Shapiro, you'll like our product. No, it's, it's, it's camouflage. It's just like, Oh, this network approved this ad. So they must agree with what the ad is talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. kind of the implication. Um, yeah. You know, and sometimes that's actually true where they do endorse it, but other times it's Mm -hmm. more just kind of a unspoken, we're not going to say we're not in favor of this. We'll just let you come to your own conclusions. That's, so that's one of the ways you camouflage is that the media, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's like certain, there's certain social platforms which have more credibility with certain crowds than other platforms, right? Like some, some platforms lead more conservative, some lean more liberal, right? Um, <clears throat> some more libertarian, you know, like, I don't know, probably Reddit and Discord would lead more, if, if you were really trying to classify people, be a little bit more libertarian. I mean, yeah, for got, sure. You know, different things. <clears throat> but so where you put your publication or your ad matters and you can camouflage it and get all the credibility of that, that media source. Yeah. Or some of it. 
why in for your ad yeah <clears throat> here's an old school um example and i wonder if this would still work today without really um i don't know i'll just read it and and okay. we can talk about how this would if this would actually work today okay and regardless of what industry or what product it says <clears throat> and i'm looking at 191 where he says skin specialist demonstrates that's at the very top so skin specialist demonstrates okay. how to rinse away your blackheads um and this is more like an advertorial it looks right. like so this is a leading doctor today not naming any names <laughs> a leading doctor today showed an audience of men, women, and skin, skin troubled teenagers how to clean oily skin and shrink in large pores with a 10-minute home, home medical treatment he has perfected. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Would something like that work today without, I mean, it's pretty vague. You don't know who the doctor is, who the leading doctor is. Well, I mean, it probably comes later in the copy, I would guess. At some point, they're going to reveal. Maybe. Um, Maybe not. <laughs> I definitely think it would work because I think this is all that Dr. Oz was when he was on. Yeah. That was just the Sky's show to, I mean, it's basically like a blogger yeah. selling affiliate link. I mean, you know, right. affiliate stuff, right? Yeah. You know, every product that came on Oz was probably sponsored by that or every remedy that came on. Somebody <laughs> was paying for that or it was just you know, an easy topic. Um, I don't know. I don't know how long this ad was. Um, I think it's, I think it would be effective. Um, I think it would. I mean, I think, I think, I think advertorials still work and I know companies that still use them, but it's, you know, it's not in a traditional print format. It's more in a blog or, you know, it yeah. like it's a squeeze page between, or I think it's called a bridge page, you know, between yeah. the ad and the actual website, there'll be like an article. It'll be a page that looks like an article yeah. You know, it, it feels more like third party. Um, so like, I think what, what this is, is because it looks like an article and it's written by someone else, not the person selling, it feels more legitimate, right? It feels like it's being reported instead of sold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, our friend, our buddy, Dave Dutton used to, I don't, I don't think he's used one in a while, but he used to do the advertorials and a lot of your local, um, you know, local page, lo yeah. local papers, you know, which I guess are still a thing. I, <clears throat> well, you know, all, local papers, are they still around? <laughs> Newspapers aren't, but like Sky Mall Magazine always has a couple really yeah. good advertorial based <clears throat> right. products. Yeah. Um, so when you're flying, you get the magazine, yeah. um, you know, like the, there's one, it's like a dating service just launched or something like that. They have some of the best advertorial style. They look like magazine articles. Yeah. Yep. They just blend right in, you know? Um, I, I still think this would be in, like, I see like pu trade publications in my industry. I don't know why these aren't used. Um, they would be well, super effective. But let's just look at this. Let's say I was a dermatologist, right? Mm -hmm. If I did a TikTok on how to rinse away your blackheads, people are going to watch that. Yeah. Right? Right. And if I say, hey, you know, um, or let's say it wasn't even the doctor. Let's just say it was a, a quote, 
you know, just random person, right? So user generated content, right? So somebody's like somebody in this case, it says by Claire Hoffman. So there's some girl out there named Claire. She's like, Hey, I'm going to show you in 10 minutes. I can rinse away blackheads. This was a little trick discovered by a doctor, blah, 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 blah. Right. So so you can see how you can convert it to today's (laughs) content Mm -hmm. on TikTok with just a little editing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, how to headlines never go out of style. No. Like, I mean, that's, I remember Bob Bly said in his book, copywriters handbook, like when in doubt, use a how to headline, use a how to, right. But you could just, you could very much, I think today's advertorials are the same as like content, mm-hmm. um, like a three minute reel. Yeah. Things like that. Yep. So you can, well, and you can substitute content. Take this ad, like you said, uh, skin specialist demonstrate. You could put in, you know, leading golf pro uh, demonstrates. And then. And, and how about because we're in a video world, like you could actually demonstrate. Like <laughs> yeah. in print, you know, you had no right. way to get video out to people back when this mm-hmm. book was written. Yeah. Except very expensive TV advertising. Right. So now, like, you can literally take some of these ideas, and that's actually a whole section he talks about in here is, is demonstration. Um, which I always use the example of diapers and paper towels, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a demonstration right on TV. They wipe up the blue goo. One wipes up better than the other. You're sold. You know, if you could find a a way to do that for your product, like it's, it's pretty amazing. Like rocket money. Mm -hmm. Have you seen like the rocket money ads on, on social media? No rocket money is. So rocket money is an app that you install and it will, once you hook your accounts to it, it'll tell you all your subscriptions that you've got. It'll alert you to any duplicates. And if you want to cancel, you just press a button. It'll cancel them for you. You don't have to get on the phone oh, wow. for service or anything. So it's a, it's a really cool app, mm-hmm. but they, they do these like, um, man on the street type interviews where they'll go up to somebody and say, Hey, how many subscriptions do you have? They're like, I've got like four subscriptions. I think this, this, and this. They're like, Hey, yeah. install this app. And they're like, oh my God, I've got 27 subscriptions. <laughs> I'm on Netflix three times. <laughs> but you know, it's amazing. Dis- yeah. Yeah. It's a disguised. I mean, that's what this mm-hmm. chapter is about. It's like, how do you take the media where you want to advertise yeah. and make it look like the content around? That's really what this whole chapter is about is like, how do you make it look yeah. exactly like the content that's around it? Right. Because then there's yeah. less sales resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah, e- like you said, Sean, it's easier than ever today with TikTok and Instagram to create videos like that. Especially demonstration um, videos. Cause what, you know, it was really hard to demonstrate in print, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of products, right? Now right. with video, you can demonstrate anything that you would demonstrate in a store in person, Yep, yep. all of it. So you've really got a lot more, I mean, even if it's something as simple as, let's say your vitamins are easier to swallow than other people's vitamins. Like just show somebody right. swallowing the vitamin and not freaking out about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, little things like that. So there's, there's tons of ways to do that. Like the demonstration, but the big part of this chapter, I think is the, how do you make it look like the content around you so that when they scroll, they don't even realize it's an ad. Like the rocket money ads get me almost every time. Yeah. Cause it looks like one of those things where they're going to ask them a question and make the person look stupid. Cause they don't know the answer to the question. 
Yep. It looks like one of those type things. And they're really, really, really effective. I mean, I haven't bought Rocket Money yet, but I'm close. Well, just that, what you described there is pretty powerful. Yeah. I mean, they go in and have somebody install on their, on their phone, and then they're automatically, uh, you know, alerted to the fact that they have like three times as many subscriptions as they originally thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, that's, pretty wild. that's pretty good. That's pretty good because I'm yeah. thinking to myself, dang it, I probably have some subscriptions out there that, you know, I don't, I'm not aware of. Yeah. Every year when I do my taxes, there's always a couple. I'm like, what? Like, you know, I go through with the bank account. Like, yeah. I'm like, what is this $20 charge that keeps showing up every month? Like, I have no idea who like 32618 is. Like, right. It's not even a real name on the bank statement or yeah, it's so coded because it's one of their LLCs from like 16 years ago mm-hmm. that they're running money through. Not that it's not legit. It's just like it doesn't oh, yeah. match the product you bought, right? So you don't right. you don't know what it is. You have to do some digging yeah. and research, and right. Then you got to figure out how to cancel it because you got you don't know who it is. Yeah, so Rocket Money does all that stuff for you. This episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. <laughs> I wish we should have done that. We keep missing these, man. We got to. Of course we, gotta, we do. I mean, we it's up our it's, game. It's out there. It's out there. Just easy takings. Um, <sighs> Here's the yeah, ad that uh, is in the book. Um, you probably came across this, how to make classic ad. And this one also ran in the Wall Street Journal too. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to make, how anybody, to make like anybody like you. Okay. That's pretty bold. Uh, can, popularity, can popularity be, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Can popularity be purchased? The answer is yes. And the cost is approximately two to three hours of your time. Ooh, That's it. That. <laughs> I actually think can popularity be purchased is a better headline. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, I, I love the question. Like I think um, today, like I, I know I, what, what I just said about how to headlines, but I feel like in this case, it's, it's too unbelievable mm-hmm. in our divided culture. Like, you know, obviously this was written. I mean, this, this ad was running in 1965. Right. Um, in the Wall Street Journal. Today, people don't believe that anybody will like you. They they believe there's us and them, right? There's a lot more us and them than there was then. But right. I can see people saying, wanting to know the answer to, can popularity be purchased in a social media age? Heck, yes. yeah, people want to know the answer to that. So I would rerun this ad. In fact, I'm going to, afterward, the show's over, I'm just going to go into chat and make a new course for this. Uh, yeah. chat GPT. I'll just make a new course sure. and we'll just start selling this. There you um, go. The, the popularity blueprint. There you go. <laughs> I love it. There you go, people. This is how you make a, make a product this... in real time, right? Get a little inspiration. Yeah. Pop into chat, make a mm-hmm. course, make an ad, swipe this ad. Um, I swiped an idea a couple of weeks ago for a info product. Um, well, it was kind of a freebie type info product for in, it was industry related okay. that I swiped and literally downloaded and had AI basically tailor it to my industry because I liked it so much. And it was just a sm- simple report. Completely rewrote it. It was pretty good. 
I just had to make a few changes. So cool. it's Let's amazing. About, so that's, that is our exhaustive, um, walk through breakthrough advertising. Um, hopefully you survived that. Thank you to all those who survived all three parts. Yeah. We appreciate you. Leave us five stars. Um, but yeah, you can get this book at breakthroughadvertisingbook.com. Um, mm-hmm. There's two different packages. If you are in sales, persuasion, copywriting, marketing, yeah. anything like that, this is a must have book on your bookshelf and you probably need to read it once a year. Um, cause it's, yes. it's and you need just to read it at least reminder. You got to read it like three times in a row. Just, you know, the first time you get it. Cause it's, yeah. it's so dense and so thick. Right. Um, so yeah, breakthrough advertising book.com. We don't get anything for that. It's just a friend of ours. Who's been on the, <laughs> on the show before Brian Kurtz. Yeah. He's got yep. publication rights to it. Um, yep. So, so grab that. But I want to talk about Jonathan. I want to shift now to Girl Scout cookies because it is okay. Girl Scout cookie season. Yes. Isn't it crazy that there's a product that has a season like that? I mean, there's not many it products is. that have that. You got Christmas trees, you got turkeys. You know, um, so, t- what are the months of the season? Is it, it starts in. Exact, uh, I don't know the exact season, but they definitely have a campaign thing. So, you know. The basic story is I was I went out with a friend last or met a friend last night at a brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got young kids, so we can't meet till eight o'clock. Once the kids are in bed, then he can sneak gotcha. out and have a couple right. hours of beer. It's kind of like you and I used to do at Casual Pint, of course. Brewery, you know, not too far from here. So I'm nope. meeting there, and when I get there at eight p.m., there are Girl Scouts sitting outside, and they got a you know they got a picnic table or their you know fold up mm-hmm. table thing out there cookies spread out poster board you know mom's drinking wine on the side while they're waiting for the kids to sell cookies <laughs> and like the, the the one girl that i saw that was a girl scout um i don't know where the rest of them were she was like i walked by she's like hi you know it's like and i'm like yeah i'm one of those people like i love kids trying to sell yeah but you gotta sure. sell me like yeah. you can't just say hi like that's yeah that's not that's not work. enough yeah. Um, and I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't take the time to like help them. I should have, but I was thinking about that today as I was preparing for our show and I was like, okay, so if I wanted to give these kids, these Girl Scouts, and if there's Girl Scouts in your life, nieces, daughters, neighbors, like take some of the stuff I'm about to share with you and like share it with them. Let's, let's spread the sales love. Yes. So I got to thinking, Jonathan, like, how would I sell Girl Scout cookies if I was tasked with, with a little Girl Scout troop? And I and now they said, Sean, we need your help. These girls got to sell a thousand boxes this weekend. Right. We've got a couple locations, but they're just not selling. Like, so Jonathan, let me ask you, what, what would you, so it's got to be simple, right? Because a seven-year-old girl, 10-year-old girl, it's got to remember how to, what to say. Mm-hmm. What would you ask them to say to sell more Girl Scout cookies? How would you get, so let's say we're in front of Walmart. Yeah. You know, busy, lots of people coming. They're coming there to get their stuff. They don't, you know, they're already like preparing themselves to say no as they walk from the parking lot because they can see the table. Yeah. They know they want the cookie. Everybody wants Girl Scout cookies, right? Right. Like almost everybody. If you don't, you're probably a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. but you know, you got your reasons why you're not going to spend six bucks a box. 
right? It's like, <laughs> I mean, they were three two years ago. I don't know how they got to six all of a sudden, but yeah, that's where yeah. they're at now. Yeah. So, you know, just being nice and, and having a thing and saying hi is not enough. Like people, people are already kind of coming in thinking, I'm not going to mm-hmm. buy, I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to buy, right? <laughs> I'm not going to buy. Yeah, right. I know it's a good cause. I'm not going to buy. But, um, maybe girls, you know, you were asking about the season. I think it's this time of year. I just yeah. had this thought, Jonathan. Maybe Girl Scouts are the reason no one keeps weight loss resolutions. Because <laughs> right when everybody's at their, totally at their stretching it, point, right? You've been trying the workout routine. You've been trying the diet. Yeah. And along come Girl Scout cookies, man. They just they just break you. They just knock you off, man. Yeah. So it's, it's very evil. It's Girl Scout's fault. So what would you say? I asked ChatGPT for some ideas, and I had a couple of my own, but I w- I'm going to yeah. put you on the spot. I'm going to give you one. You can give one question or one opening line to a Girl Scout troop to sell more mm-hmm. cookies in front of Walmart. What is their opening line when they see a stranger walking towards them? Would you like a cookie? You think that's How about that? Okay. <laughs> How about a free sample? Have you ever gotten a free sample of a? I have not. That's a great idea. I've never gotten a free cookie, and I'm going to yeah, tell so you, you have a half platter. of these boxes I don't even know what they taste like because I only go towards. Ooh. Okay. The, I like where uh, you're going. The thin mints. You know, right. I love you, the thin mints. They're right? known, right? They're they're comfortable. Yeah, they're known, but I have no what idea getting? what some of these other. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So if I had a platter. Mm-hmm. Like, so let's say I had a parent that was entrepreneurial, you, you know, you or yeah. I, we have a daughter, you, right. know, you don't have a daughter, but like, if we did, we could say, look, I'm going to invest, you know, let's say, let's see right now. So I did pull up the current menu. There are one, two, mm-hmm. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different types of cookies. Mm-hmm. So if I buy nine boxes, it's 54, nine times six is 36, six, 54. What is it? Yep. 54. 54. Um, 54 bucks. Okay. Susie, I'm going to invest 54 bucks. We're going to have a platter with one of each cookie on it. There's about, you know, 10 or 13 cookies in a sleeve. So I can pull off this little experiment quite a few times. Right. Yep. So, yeah. So I have a little platter and I say, would you like a cookie? Mm -hmm. You know, and the, she holds up a tray of cookies. Who's going to say no to that? Yeah, who's going to say no? Right? Would you, you like a free cookie? A, you were expecting a sale. Somebody's That's trying right, to sell man. you, and now they're offering you a free cookie, no, no, no. and you're like... No, you start with the, the easy. And, yeah, and if if you've got a pretty smart Girl Scout, you know, mm-hmm. it's got a little entrepreneurial, a little salesperson in her, she could almost even like be like, pull the tray back right as they're thinking, as they're thinking, it's like, oh, there's, there's a catch. <laughs> Yeah. You have to pick one you've never tried before. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. They could say, what's your typical go-to? You know? Yeah. Which one would so, you, what do you usually buy? Yeah. Well, I usually get the 10 minutes. Yeah. Why don't you try something new since it's a free That's sample? Right. I would say, do you, do you feel like you're an adventurous person? <laughs> Wait, maybe I wouldn't use that because some people yeah, aren't adventurous. Wrong crowd, you know. <laughs> Gotta be careful where you park the table for sure. Um, so, um, but yeah, no, like why, why not I, try I, I something like new? Why not try a different flavor? I like that. Try so this. I, I didn't think of that. I, I think that's a really good idea. Is the sample? The yeah. sample. You know, yeah. you could inv- you could invest in six or 
you know, one box of each, and that would get you a pretty far along. Yeah. And we also know reciprocity, right? If I give a sample, you're more likely to buy a box. Definitely. And most people are going to buy a couple boxes because here's, here's an upsell idea or, mm-hmm. you know, a cross-sell idea. Yeah. So if somebody buys one box, let's say it's a, it's a couple that comes by, right? Mm-hmm. And the woman's like, yeah, I'll take, we'll, we'll, we will take a box of Thin Mints. Mm-hmm. And you would say, oh, is that your favorite or is that his favorite? Yeah. Right. Let's say it's a couple. Oh, it's, it's my favorite. Well, what's his favorite? Mm-hmm. Right. And now he, now you're kind of on the spot. It's like, oh. absolutely. It's like, oh, well, I like the peanut butter, whatever's, you know, mm-hmm. the peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. Oh, we have those. We have a couple yeah. boxes left. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. There you go. Those too. Right. So now I've doubled, <clears> my, <throat> doubled my sales. Right. Now, obviously, teaching this to a, I don't know the exact range of Girl Scouts, but yeah. You know, it takes a little training and practice, but man, what better way to train a kid for the for the world than to teach them how to right. sell Girl Scout cookies, right? And if they're going in a grocery store, Sean, maybe I ask them, "Hey, were you thinking about going down the cookie aisle?" <laughs> <laughs> and if they say, "Well, yeah, probably looking," eh, I don't know, you know, but yeah. Or how about this? Like, how about I just save you a trip? <laughs> yeah. So how about this, like? This is what I was trying to get chat to come up with. And I'll show you the thread right. here in a second. I'll share it yeah. on the screen. Um, what if you did something? I like the cookie aisle idea. So what if you said something like, excuse me, do you know which aisle cookies are on in the grocery store? Ah, yes. Like what yeah. number they're on? And they'd be like, no. It's like, and then they could say, well, it doesn't matter. Cause I've got the best ones right here. <laughs> there you go. And just like the cleverness and the cuteness of it. I mean, imagine that coming That's from perfect. a 10 year old girl. Yep. That's very hard to, you know, to turn right. down because you're like, all right, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. I'll give you. Yep. There's a lot of people would buy just because it was creative. Yeah, for sure. And they already like clever, already like the cookies. Smart. Yeah. yeah. So that's the kind of stuff I was looking for. So mm-hmm. um, at first I was like, all right, what would my opening line be? And the first thing that came to my mind, Jonathan, was have you seen our current menu of cookies? Mm, for the yeah. same reason that you said, like, you don't even know what all they have, right? You get your right. go-to, yeah. you don't really question it, yep. right? Um, so I looked up, I put in Google, I was like, Girl Scout cookie menu. And there's people on Etsy selling pre-formatted like menu sheets. Let me show you the, I'll just share the screen here. So for four bucks... <laughs> I can print this to PDF. I could go to the UPS store, the FedEx store, whatever. Wow. Get a little PDF created with a picture of the cookie in the description on an eight and a half by 11. And imagine if I had this eight and a half by 11 PDF. And again, this, this requires the the parent to maybe invest 10 bucks, right? Between the, the cost of the yep. download and a PDF laminated. Yep. yep. But and maybe yeah, I would laminate that. I would have that laminated. So right. Just- and have like three of them yeah. for your troop. And as yeah. somebody walks up, you literally just hold it out mm-hmm. and say, have you seen our new cookies? Yeah. Or have you seen our menu of cookies lately? Right. Everybody's going to like, not everybody. A lot of people will grab that just because you stuck it in front of them. Some people will be like, no, I'm not interested. Right. But a good portion of people are going to be just because it's Girl Scouts. They're going to take it. They're going to look at it, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't even know you had a peanut butter sandwich cookie." Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Oh yes. 
now combine some of the things we were talking about, Jonathan. Oh yeah, I have a sample of one if you'd like. Oh, because you can even cut these cookies in halves to make the samples go further, right? Oh yeah. So, um, man, I should start a whole course on how to sell girl stuff. There's, <laughs> there's my second course for the week. Yeah, um, for sure. So that's that. Well, then I went into chat GPT and I was like, okay. Um, I said, chat, give me 10 opening lines a Girl Scout could use when selling cookies in front of a store. Here's some of the stuff it came up with. Hello, can I interest you in some delicious Girl Scout cookies today? They're perfect for sharing. I hated all of these, right? Yeah. So there were some others. They were like too, too old school, too 1950s. Like, I was like, no. Um, so I was like, more clever and unexpected. Use more NLP and curiosity, right? So it's right. like, guess what? Our cookies have a secret ingredient. Happiness. Want to try? I was like, all right, chat. This is a little, that's creepy. No, yeah. we're, not, we're not doing that. Um, you know, although if, they, if you did it right, like number two, ever wondered which cookie matches your personality? See, that's, that's just so, che that's cheesy. That's not clever. That's cheesy. Right. There's a difference. So I was like, you're mentioning the cookies too soon. Make it a two question prompt where the second is the CTA. The first is engagement. Chat was like, got it. <laughs> Let's craft yeah. some engaging two part prompts. I love how positive chat GPT is like, it's always in for the fight, man. It never gets upset. I love that. Oh, I know. Yeah. So then it's like, have you ever wondered which snack could make your day instantly better? Like, no, that's not it. Um, do you believe small choices can make a big impact? No, that's, that's not it. Uh, what's your secret to happiness on a busy day? Could it be treating yourself and supporting community growth at the same time? I was like, no, these Great. are, these are terrible. These are awful. Yeah. This is why people don't think chat can write copy. Right. Yeah. So then I was like, they're not great. Yeah. So then I was like, you know what? I need to get more creative. Like I'm, it's not getting it. Um, and I've, you know, I've said on the show before treat this more like a toy than a tool and you'll mm -hmm. get better results from it for sure. It's like, okay, how could I play with this a little bit more? What would be really fun? What do you think I came up with? No idea. All right. Knock, knock jokes. <laughs> I said, now do five knock, knock jokes that the call to action would be the punchline. Okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and go through in fact, I'm going to turn off the screen for a second so I can okay. go through them with you, Jonathan. All right. So you're walking up. You're expecting me to say something like, buy a cookie. Hey, sir, would you like to buy yeah. a cookie? And instead, I say, <laughs> knock, knock. And at Who's first, there? First, Who's you're probably there? just like, what? what? Like, right? It's a total, like, pattern interrupt. Yeah, it throws you off. Pattern interrupt. And they go, knock, knock. Well, it's a 10-year-old kid. You can't not play knock-knock with a 10-year-old kid, yeah, right? Right. So you say... Who's there? Howard. <laughs> Howard who? Howard, you'd like to support young entrepreneurs and enjoy some delicious cookies. <laughs> like, sure. Like it's dad joke quality, right? Like the yeah. dads are going to love that. Yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, that, that's pretty good. I like that one. So knock-knock. Who's there? Olive. Olive who? All of these cookies are supporting great causes. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to good. try one? Yeah. There knock, you go. Knock. All right. So we'll do a couple more. Knock, knock. Who's there? Donut. Donut who? Donut missed the 
out on the chance to help us Girl Scouts by buying some cookies. <laughs> and it, All right, like, that's that pretty corny, like, but really work coming from a ten-year-old. Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah, exactly from that age group for sure. Yeah. So so it came up with uh, Justin, just a time to grab your favorites, lettuce, yeah. let us help you make your day better. Right. Like so then I didn't go any further than that, but like. And that's something that the girls could remember, like a knockoff right. joke, right? Some of this right. other was maybe a little bit more advanced, you know, sales stuff. But a lot of these girls yeah. are smart enough and savvy enough that they could definitely pull that off. Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, Girl Scout cookies are delicious. I think we need to sell more of them in the world. I think it'd make the world a happier place. So yeah. we can do our part on this show to give, you know, we should probably edit this part of the video and just put yeah. it up as its own little episode oh absolutely youtube shorts or something girl scout cookies girl scout the, cookies the, sales tips yeah yeah we can help a lot of wouldn't that be something five years a lot of that's young, what goes viral <laughs> a lot of young female scouts out there we could we could help yeah we could get a million little girl scouts following <laughs> us that would not be weird at all all right so, we need to yeah we need to splice this out yeah yeah, we'll do that. So yeah, so that's all I got. But I thought there's got to be a way, better way to sell Girl Scout cookies, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, just a little brainstorming with my friend Chat GPT, and we came up with. Some that's good. I like that. Ideas. I like that. Yeah, yeah. No charge whatsoever. We, I mean, we give out the, you the can free, free cookies, advice. Though. <laughs> yeah, just, we're not. Just we're not ashamed to take some yeah, cookie. Yeah, you know, if you want to. Send us some cookies to uh, test out. Hey, we'll even do a little sponsorship on the show. I mean, right? I mean, we'll we'll have some thin mints. I mean, Sean's giving some free publicity right here with his thin mints. He's been cramming his face for the full hour. <laughs> Good stuff. Thin mints and all of the other flavors that we're completely unaware of because you don't give us free samples out there. So. Exactly. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, today's episode. You can find us at persuasionbythepint.com. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms and uh, check us out. Leave us five stars. We'll see you guys next week. This wraps up Breakthrough Advertising. We might be having a guest next week. Um, Working on it. Yep. And uh, even even without the other, we might have another. Without the wow. other, we might have another. Look at I've that. I've got two or three more lined up for March, so. Okay. We'll get great. back into guest season here soon. Long Sounds good. Just us drag on. Yeah. Talk about breakthrough advertising, Girl Scout cookies and, and, and uh, I, Skyline I really chili. Girl Scout cookies is some of our best work. So we need to <laughs> I think so too. We'll splice it out and use it. Help them, help them. How can we help, help them help you, right? Yep. Help them help you and help us. <laughs> I may just do a series of the knock knock jokes and put that out on TikTok right now. Perfect. Like I think that would be great. I'll be the. That's right. Yeah. Who knows? Like, how about a uh, Seinfeld career. episode on Girl Scout cookies? Oh, you know, yeah. I bet Chat GPT could help us there. <laughs> right. A sign. <laughs> All right. So listen, you can go if you if you're on the video or if you're on the audio. Yeah. You can go. But I'm going to put it on the YouTube channel screen right here. Yeah. There we go. As we're talking about it. Yeah, let him show. Right, Here's the episode about girls. He's he's showing how the sausage made right here on ChatGPT. Is, is there anything we want to like? What about? Is there something about cookies that? Um, 
write a Seinfeld episode about Girl Scout cookies. Oh, um, where Kramer <laughs> teaches Girl Scouts how to sell. There you go. Perfect. Cookies. Yep. Do we want Kramer teaching or do we want George teaching? No, I think Kramer. Yeah, I think he would. Kramer all day. He's always looking for those <laughs> side gigs. Kramer's an entrepreneur. All right, so here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Scene one, Jerry's apartment. So I'm doing this for our audio listeners only. Uh, Jerry and George are discussing the merits of various Gir Girl Scout cookies. Like, I could totally see that as a debate going on in Jerry's apartment. I'm telling you, the Thin Mints are the backbone of the entire operation. Without them, it's just oatmeal and coconut. George says, no, no way. way. It's all about the Samoans. Chocolate, caramel, coconut. It's a dessert island on the cookie. <laughs> Elaine enters frustrated. <sighs> you guys won't believe this. My nephew's selling Girl Scout cookies. My whole family is roped into buying like a hundred boxes. That's a lot of desert islands. <laughs> Kramer burst in holding a box of Girl Scout cookies. You guys are amateurs. The real money's in the strategy, not the cookie. <laughs> anyway, goes on. Um, Kramer's like in the cafe, in Monk's Cafe. Kramer's like, it's all about creating demand, Jerry. People lining up for the miles just to get the taste of the impossible. Sounds like a lot of work for a cookie. <laughs> Kramer's now become a consultant for the local Girl Scout troop. He's teaching them his unconventional sales tactics. Kramer to the scouts. Remember, it's not just a cookie. It's an experience. Now let's get out there and shake up the cookie cosmos. <laughs> the scouts, full of enthusiasm, start implementing Kramer's ideas, like pretending certain flavors are sold out to drive up demand and creating a buzz about non-existent super cookie. <laughs> Back in Jerry's apartment, the gang watches as news spreads of the Girl Scouts' record-breaking sales. Kramer is hailed as a cookie mogul. George, I can't believe this. Kramer's <laughs> cookie kingpin now? Yeah, until people realize there's no such thing as chocolate chip eclipse. This is perfect, man. Like, I can see this whole Oh, I can show. see that. I can see it being played out. Kramer, yeah. I've created a monster. <laughs> what to do, Jerry? They want cookies. I haven't even made up yet. So anyway, you can have fun with, with cool. AI. Like yeah, you don't have cool. to take it so seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty funny. If you could do a school play on that, that'd be funny. Yeah, absolutely. That's how a Girl Scout troop should launch their cookie campaign is like with a school play in front of the PTA yeah. doing a Seinfeld episode. I should be a full-time Girl Scout cookie consultant. You should be. You should be. You and right, Kramer. If I'm not here next week, <laughs> you know why. All right. John will be out giving sage advice to those Girl Scouts. All right. All right we'll see you guys next time. week. Yep. Persuasion by the Pint. See you guys next week on the show. Uh, John, have a great weekend, man.